Welcome back to Lightshed Research, a podcast that puts our research notes in your ears for your listening convenience. November 24th, 2021. Seven reactions to Warner Bros. Discovery Proxy and Will WBD play to win. Late last week, Warner Bros. Discovery filed their S4 proxy statement tied to the pending merger of Warner Media and Discovery. We have the following seven observations and reactions to reading the document. Number one, price was a compromise. At the start of the negotiation between AT&T and Discovery, AT&T management wanted to own 75% of the combined business compared to Discovery at 25%, while Discovery management believed a 65-35 split was equitable with somewhere between 40 to 42 billion of incremental debt. When the transaction was completed several months later, it ended up at 71% AT&T and 29% Discovery with 43 billion of incremental debt. While it is hard to know if Discovery really thought 35% was truly equitable or simply an aggressive negotiating move, we are intrigued that AT&T budged it all given that they are providing the far more powerful group of assets. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity for Discovery to transform their future whereas AT&T had more options over time. There was a clear sense of urgency on AT&T's part. Number two, did AT&T seek alternatives? As we were reading the back and forth debate between the management teams over the terms of the transaction, we were surprised that AT&T never sought out alternative bids and that they ultimately caved to Discovery's request to remove the ability to terminate the transaction if a superior bid was made by a third party. However, thanks to commentary from AT&T CEO John Stanky in Jim Miller's recently published book, Tinderbox, it is clear that AT&T agreed to the discovery transaction after a thorough consideration of alternatives and their associated regulatory risk. Quote, there was no 90 degree turn when David Zaslav called. If you were to be the DOJ going through all of my documents from my desk, my emails, and my phones that they will be going through in the coming months, there'll be nothing in there that doesn't have an option like this well-articulated well before David ever phoned me, along with many other options and what the pros and cons of each consideration was. I would say we picked a transaction that we think is the strongest from a regulatory approval dynamic, end quote. Number three, no management debate. There was never a discussion of who should lead the combined Warner Bros. discovery. When AT&T offered a draft term sheet on April 27, 2021, one of the six core terms was that Mr. Zaslov would continue to serve as CEO. The lack of any discussion about who would manage the combined company makes it clear that AT&T realized that Zaslov running the show was essential to getting a transaction done. With Zaslov himself a required part of the merger terms, A substantial part of the back-and-forth negotiations surrounded the realization that a change of control would be triggered in Zaslov's current discovery transaction, thereby creating the need for a new employment contract to ensure he stayed, which is sort of ironic given he was the one who orchestrated the deal in the first place. The end result was a lucrative new contract for Zaslov with 70% of his remaining discovery deferred comp immediately vesting. Number four, new ticker, W. B D. Number five, 700 million and one and a half billion. On top of the one-time signing and closing costs, including financing costs tied to the transaction, WDBD expects about a billion and a half of one-time costs tied to cost savings initiatives. 
That is code for thousands of job losses as duplicative corporate and cable network operation jobs are eliminated. Note, the combined company has over 40,000 employees, 29,000 plus from Warner Media and 11,000 plus for Discovery. We would love to see the cost savings redeployed into investing in far more content and the hiring of thousands of engineers. Number six, board composition. The Warner Bros. Discovery Board of Directors will be 13 members, seven appointed by AT&T and six from Discovery. Four of the Discovery appointees are already named in the filing, including Zaslov, Liberty's John Malone, and Newhouse's Steve Myron and Stephen Newhouse. We presume AT&T's John Stanky will be one of the seven appointed by AT&T. Two issues jump out. First, none of those five have expertise in global streaming, which is the number one priority of the new company. Hopefully, the remaining eight members of the board will lean heavily towards tech and streaming, not to mention more diversity. Two, Malone, Myron, and Newhouse all sit on the charter board of directors. Note, Malone and Myron currently sit on the Discovery Board. While Charter and Warner Bros. Discovery are clearly different businesses, there's a growing tension between the two industries they live in, Charter moving towards connectivity and away from video, while Warner Bros. Discovery needs to more aggressively move into streaming, leveraging the free cash flow from its legacy cable network assets. We believe Warner Bros. Discovery shareholders would be best served by a board of directors that did not have overlap with one of their biggest distributors. Number seven, financial expectations pre-merger. The proxy shows revenue, adjusted EBITDA, and unlevered free cash flow projections for both companies prior to the merger through 2030. See the table embedded below, which shows 2019 actuals through 2023 management estimates. We found the standalone discovery projections particularly interesting as they showed 2030 revenue over 20% higher than 2022, but adjusted EBITDA only 8% higher and unlevered free cash flow relatively flat over the period. Importantly, Discovery is already well ahead of its 2021 projections in the proxy, with consensus EBITDA in 2021 of $3.7 billion versus the $3.2 billion reflected in the proxy. In turn, the value of these long-range projections is questionable at best. That said, it is interesting to see how management is thinking about the margin profile of their businesses as they shift from cable networks to streaming. Meanwhile, Warner Media's projections, created by the Discovery team and the proxy, show 2030 revenues nearly 40% above 2022 levels, 2030 adjusted EBITDA 65% higher than 2022, and unlevered free cash flow more than doubling over that period. We cannot compare to the current Warner Media 2021 results, given not all assets are transferring. Adding both pieces together, Discovery and WarnerMedia, and including the $3 billion of synergies, equates to $51.7 billion of revenues in 2023 and $13.4 billion of 2023 adjusted EBITDA. When the Warner Brothers Discovery transaction was announced in May 2021, they talked about 2023 revenues of $52 billion and $14 billion of adjusted EBITDA, including the aforementioned $3 billion of cost savings. See the slide embedded to the right from the transaction announcement presentation. The revenues are obviously right in line, with EBITDA a bit lower. However, as noted above, Discovery is already tracking $500 million ahead of its 2021 EBITDA projections, so the gap versus projections is likely immaterial. Two far bigger questions and issues emerge. 2023 EBITDA, even with $3 billion of cost-cutting and synergies, is still 8% below pro forma 2019 levels, as shown in the table above despite nearly 20% higher revenues over that period. 
This illustrates the shifting margin profile of the businesses as high margin cable network profits are plowed into building streaming. Should 2023 EBITDA be dramatically lower? Given that Discovery Plus usage is insignificant today, not even registering as 1% of CTV usage per Comscore, as we detailed in our October post, and the small but growing share represented by HBO Max, about 3%, albeit most HBO usage is still within the MVPD bundle, it appears Warner Bros. Discovery needs to invest far more heavily in streaming content to move the needle. That investment should come in the form of new incremental investment in programming and shifting content from legacy platforms to streaming first. There's no reason for movies to go back to 45-day exclusive windows, nor any reason a new show should be sold to third parties, Ted Lasso as an example. In addition, a far greater investment in technology and streaming tech, meaning engineers, is needed. While making these aggressive moves would lead to 2023 EBITDA far below the forecasted $14 billion, it is how Warner Bros. Discovery plays to win. We don't want to hear about free cash flow or cost savings. We simply want to hear how WBD wins as the streaming wars intensify and legacy media businesses fade.